0: Welcome back to Breaking Up with Michaela Samantri. That's me, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk about breaking up, relationship advice, dating stories, and personal stories about some of the worst breakups, most embarrassing, or cringiest breakups of all time. So thank you for joining us today, and let's get started. Today's episode is very exciting because I have one of my good friends here with me today. And if you've been following my content for a while, you will definitely know her. But my friend Hadley is here. Hi. So before we get into it, did you want to kind of introduce yourself a little bit to the listeners?
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm Hadley. Hi. I'm 23. I'm a Pisces, which is important because if you know anything about Michaela, it's all about (laughs) the uh, zodiac signs. I'm a St. Paddy's Day baby. And um, I'm fairly blunt and straightforward, so some of my answers will be a little harsh.
0: (laughs) And I'm, like, the most sensitive person on the planet, so we make a good match.
1: (laughs) Yeah, perfect match. There's no issues at at all. all. (laughs)
0: Nope. (laughs) And um, Hadley and I, we've known each other for, like, over 20 years at this point. Yeah, which is crazy. Just about 20 20 years. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Because we met in preschool. Yeah, we were, were like yeah four guys. and five years old. And what's funny, too, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I remember being in our, like, coat and backpack room in preschool. And our last names are super similar. So she was always right next to me, like, in line and with lockers and stuff. And, Hadley, you were putting away your backpack one morning and you were humming. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, this is, like, the most annoying girl <laughs> ever. <laughs> like she won't stop singing (laughs) that was like my first memory that I have of you but you know what 20 years later you're still here and I love you so much so (laughs) I'm still here and I love you you know it's really funny because I was trying to think about preschool Mm -hmm. the other day and who I knew
1: I was explaining to James my boyfriend about you and how we've met and I said you know honestly Michaela was just there (laughs) like for the first like 16 years of my life Michaela was there Was neither a good thing nor a bad thing It was just (laughs) a thing Like we weren't friends, we weren't not friends We were just there That's so true And I just, I think that's hilarious Like we have no bad memories Until about 16 Yeah. But we also don't have like any like super memorable Right, like we
0: were never Good friends until the very Very last bit of high school um, and even then, yeah. I was still, like, warming up to you, in a sense. Like, first right. for some reason, right. I mean, mm-hmm. we know exactly why, actually, which we'll get into later. But we didn't really like each other a lot in high school.
1: No. No, we did not at all.
0: <laughs> but we were both in the same art history class, and we went to a New York kind of, like, weekend trip together. And, oh, God, it's so funny because I feel like we were sort of forced to be friends that weekend.
1: We were. It was either like be
0: alone or just right hang out together. Exactly. Because it was such a small class. Everyone buddied up immediately for sharing that. a hotel room. <laughs> no, and we had no one left. So it was like, well, I guess we're sharing a hotel bed. <laughs> and we did. Yeah. Oh, we did. It was and really fun. And I don't regret that. No, same here. Like I'm really glad that I got to know you that weekend because I think looking back, that's really in my head like where our friendship started. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I agree yeah we kind of had some like awkward little hangouts we were like testing the waters of if we were actually friends or if it was just a forced situation that we kind of got along and I think oh my gosh yeah like a couple brunches where we surrounded ourselves with other people Mm -hmm. and uh just to kind of see if we were actually friends and now it's been like a lot of
0: years yeah right well I remember too inviting you or maybe you invited me to these brunches but It took a while before you and I finally hung out, like, alone for the first time. I know. (laughs) I know. Big steps. Big steps. (laughs) But once we did, I feel like you and I are so similar. And maybe that was a reason why we didn't really, like, get along too well in high school. But we are very similar in some ways. And so it was great to finally realize that I had such a good friend, like, with me, for so long and didn't even realize it. oh yeah, <laughs> cute. Uh, I know. <laughs> so yeah, Hadley and I have known each other since like 2000. So it's been an- a wild 20 years, and hopefully many more to come. Well, a um, lifetime. More. Oh yeah, for sure. And I want to kind of talk more about our high school years because, like I mentioned, we didn't really get along. We weren't exactly friends. And there were some reasons that kind of started to show up in high school where I didn't really like you.
1: (laughs) You just so happened to go after the same
0: boys. Over and over again. (laughs) I don't really know the order. Well, I guess the order is different for you than it is for me. So, like, yeah.
1: Elliot, can mm-hmm. I say names? Sorry.
0: Um, I don't know, because <laughs> I don't think they would mind. No, he can say his name. It's fine. He's being exposed. He probably will never even see this, and yeah. it's Yeah, okay, perfect. Bad, so, so
1: <laughs> Elliot, he also kind of was with us for, like, a million years, since probably first grade. So, I feel like I've known him for forever. In sixth grade, we kind of dated. He was, like, my first little, like, innocent boyfriend, and... Uh, we used to make each other friendship bracelets and that's kind of how we defined our relationship. And I think there was always something there. Aww. and we, we were never single in high school or like college at the same time. But one time we finally were. And that's when things mm-hmm. kind of sparked for like a night ish.
0: I remember that because I took a lot of photos you. of you. Or wait, are we thinking of two different nights? Because I'm thinking of... Oh, there were
1: more than one night, because it all started New Year's Eve. Yeah, and,
0: and I-, I kept taking photos, and you two were in the back, like, slow dancing.
1: <laughs> hey, we needed to experiment with what, w- what was happening all those years pent on- up.
0: <laughs> I understand, and um, yeah, so what's funny is in high school, Elliot was my prom date junior year, and he and I, like, we didn't have any romantic interests. I'm not sure. I mean, he did ask me to a dance, so I can't speak for him, but... Um, I just thought that was funny because he and I did have like a, a few high school moments and obviously you and him have a lot more history there but there is an overlap I think it kind of flips too with the next boy yeah um, it does and I it I'm, really does because I don't know I'm just gonna call him C because now I'm getting nervous about people like listening from high school and putting all the pieces together
1: <laughs> oh yeah okay call him C uh,
0: yeah So, um, he, okay, this boy and I, again, kind of similar to you with the other guy, um, C and I went back to, like, sixth grade, um, and there was always some, like, little flirtatious conversation or just playfulness around it, um, And then in seventh grade, he and I would get in trouble together. we sat together in English class and he and I would get in trouble together. And I always felt like without even realizing what I was doing, I was flirting or at least trying to. And I think I did have a crush on him back then. uh, But fast forward to like 10th grade, he and I it wouldn't (laughs) even be dating now. But you know, when you're 15, 16 years old, I guess that would be considered dating. There were romantic interests and we like flirted for a bit and hung out and like, We're too afraid to have our first kisses with each other, but like definitely had some awkward car rides where (laughs) like we both wanted to, but no one made the move. And (laughs) uh, we went on a few dates together and it was cute. And then fast forward again to uh, right after our senior year of high school, when we finally took all of that pent up (laughs) romantic feelings and communicated about it, I guess. And I um, went over to his house for a night and it was great. (laughs) <laughs> and you kissed him. And much more. <laughs> and dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Exactly. Yeah, so that was my experience with the second guy, C, which, of course, you also have history with. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so go- eighth grade going into freshman year, summer, it was soccer season, and we both kind of were hanging out. And I think he kind of, it was my little innocent first entrance to high school like we had a kiss we on the swing set and it was like this romantic thing that just got cut short I didn't really try to explore it more I kind of just it fizzled and I think that's an example of just like he wasn't for me but not that like I didn't have a good experience and I think then you slid right in not that you did right immediately afterwards but you know and then you had much more of an experience
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good way of putting it. But, you know, at the end of the day, it didn't lead anywhere, and he's still with the girl that he started seeing right after me. So got a little pent-up feeling still about that. (laughs) Yeah, you're
1: fine. You're totally Totally over it. It's
0: been, like, six years. I can get over it. (laughs) You're totally over it. (laughs) Oh, and that's not all, because I think this next one really just takes first place for messing with my heart and my head. And I think you guys have a much better relationship. But I was so obsessed with this kid in high school. I uh, tried so hard to, like, date him. Like, Hadley, I don't think I ever even, like, told you. Like, we would go on these little, like, summer hangouts, just the two of us. I'd make up some excuse about, like, oh, can you tune my guitar? Because he was a musician. And we'd, like, hang out. And one night he finally asked me out, like, do you want to be my girlfriend? Like, let me take you on a date. And then I get sick the day that we plan to go on this date. So I have to cancel, which he probably didn't even believe. Like, it looked so bad. Um, like, a week later, our senior year started, and he asks you out to homecoming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, I have like literally no idea that yeah. <laughs> he had d- done any of this to you, which is 100% our tension point. You hated me. And I did not know why you hated me because I did not know that you guys had a little situation. Meanwhile, summer, where you guys were hanging out and having your sessions, we were doing the exact same thing, the exact same thing, and we were also in a band together, so we had performances together, and we'd hang out afterwards, and we'd sit in my basement and just, like, talk for hours and hours. I remember one day we were hanging out, and you had texted him being like, hey, come hang out with me and my friends. We're going to do this thing at night, and he pretty much said, like, hey, no, I'm hanging out with Hadley and I could hear because I was sitting there on the phone this like weird pause and you kind of being like yeah but like it's me and he pretty much said either you can come to Hadley's or I'll see you guys a different day so you brought your your little other boy tension with me frenemies over to my house and we we partied and then he asked me to homecoming (laughs) Oh, my God. I remember, And then he gave me mono.
0: Oh, <laughs> plot twist.
1: <laughs> Karma's a bitch.
0: <laughs> I remember seeing the photo of you saying yes to homecoming on Facebook, too, and, like, feeling so defeated. Like, that in my head was the moment where I didn't like you. Because we, had- <laughs> we had that one summer night together at your place. It was chill. You know, I don't think we had any bad tension that night. Obviously there was like one boy there and like six girls. So <laughs> there was a lot of like uh like that kind of tension. Yeah. <laughs> sexual tension. I don't know. Yeah, it was the moment when I realized he picked you where I was like, screw this boy, screw this girl, I'm so mad, I'm so over it, which clearly if you're upset, you're not over it, but yeah. And then I think it was our winter formal like at the after party I think that was when the same guy finally like told me because I I basically cornered him into the basement corner and asked him all these intense questions at like two in the morning being like why didn't you ever say yes to me (laughs) and I think that was when I got some closure because he kept telling me like yeah I just knew it would never work and I felt differently about other people and I think he brought up you and I was like no Yeah, I didn't even know this. This is news to me. Mm -hmm. Or you know what? This was prom because I remember the morning after I like called every adult I could think of and was like, come pick me up, please. Like, I have to get out of here because I was so upset. Oh, my God. Because this guy like made out with another one of our friends in high school in front of me. Wait, Hadley, I don't I don't know if I told you this. So, no, I don't think you did. (laughs) Okay, we're all in our friend Patty's basement it was after prom. We're all like sitting around the coffee table and I like want to kiss him so bad. I just like have to kiss him. (laughs) And uh, I text him from my spot, even though he's like two people away from me. And I'm like, do you want to go upstairs and make out? And I see him reach for his phone, read my message, put it back and not say anything. And then like five, 10 minutes later, I hear him be like, Let's go upstairs for a little bit. Oh, shoot. I'm not going to say her name. I'll bleep it out. (laughs) 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 And I watch them go upstairs. And they're gone for like half an hour, an hour. Eventually, I go upstairs, too. And I'm like walking around in the dark. And I can hear them whispering. So they come back downstairs eventually. I kind of have come to a conclusion as to like what had happened. And I get two texts. One of the texts is from my girlfriend that was upstairs in, like, our group chat. And she's like, OMG, I just made out with this guy. And then I get a response from the same guy that I just asked to go upstairs to make out with. And he's like, sorry, I was just upstairs with your friend. Do you still want to go up? And that was (sighs) when I lost it.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I did not know that.
0: Whoa. Yeah. It was... mm. I feel like I'm still mad at him for
1: that. Whoa. Meanwhile, we just like would make out and hang out and he kind of wanted more and I kept like keeping him at a distance because like I just saw him as like the boy that I made out with Uh and we just had like good chemistry though. I think senior week or whatever the first day of high school for seniors was I was super flirty on that overnight and which is I think how I locked in the homecoming date. I'm not going to lie to you. I was, like, secretly grinding on him, like, in front of (laughs) teachers and, like, was being super, like, touchy-feely and, like, texting him things of, like, oh, we could have so much fun with all the lights off and, like, in the school. Oh, my God.
0: I love I know.
1: I know. And then it was powder puff game. And I'm done. So this girl and I, who I played soccer with, are walking out, and I literally see on my car something. And everyone was saying, like, oh, Alex, oh, crap. Our homecoming king. (laughs) Our homecoming king might ask you to homecoming because you guys are just friends, and, like, he doesn't really want anything with anybody. So here I am, like, shitting myself, thinking, one, I've never really been asked to homecoming in, like, a cute way that wasn't with the second boy that Mikaela and I had in common. (laughs) Uh, So I get to my car, and there's this metal case and I'm like, oh, here we go. So I open it up and there's all this fake money. It says like if I had a dollar for every time I wanted to ask you to homecoming, I'd have a million dollars. I was, And it said that homecoming with this guy that was not the prom king, which was a really big surprise. And then he popped out from underneath my car, which was really, really oh my God. unexpected. And I like got really nervous because I won. I don't know. I wanted him to ask me, but also never been asked before because I was always the the girl who people didn't see things romantic with they always just saw her as like a good friend um so I got excited and it was a good like freshman year homecoming ask senior year homecoming ask good like bookends
0: yeah well then I'm glad that he chose you and asked you over me because it sounds like it's still a good memory
1: it was fun but I also know that you and I were in the same picture group for homecoming senior year (gasps) oh my god we have pictures together, and I still had no idea that you were pissed about anything. And so I, we have, like, pictures in which I'm, like, beaming, and I can tell that you're, like, putting on a little smile. It's just, like, a cute little, like,
0: hee-hee, I hate you. Wait, do you and I have, like, pictures of just us from this photo? You have,
1: sh- it, there are pictures of you, me, and this guy.
0: <gasps> Awkward. <laughs> wow. I can also see myself, though, being, like, Let's take a photo with this boy and then having you be in it and being like, ah, shoot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're so nice to each other. So friendly.
0: Oh, my gosh. And what's crazy is like less than a year later, we're friends. We're great. Mm -hmm. Wow! Less
1: than a year later, we were put in a situation in which we either had to be nice to each other or not. And we chose to be
0: nice. And that ended up working out for the better for a decent number of years. Yep. And now you're like the only person from high school who I still keep up with and care about. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> uh, no tea, no shade. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it.
0: Oh my gosh. And while it all sounds like you and I have had such a healthy friendship since high school and really connecting, we did go through a little bit of a rocky year or so, I'd say. Mm-hmm. We hit a few bumps on the road and lost touch for a good year, I think.
1: Yeah, it was probably a year.
0: Yeah, and um uh I mean, I think I like know why we stopped being friends, but in your wise words, why do you think we stopped being friends?
1: <laughs> so, I was thinking about this a little bit more because we kind of touched on this on your YouTube video. Oh yeah. Why my I confronting my ex best friend. Yes, with And I think my answer is a little bit different now. Okay. So I think we lost touch in like two ways. So you are obviously had been dating this guy for about a year ish. Mm-hmm. And I went to college in Pennsylvania. So I think the things that happened more like twofold. I think first, I was in college out of state. So it wasn't like you were constantly communicating like we do in the summers when I was back, where we were just everything was like, let's go to the lake, let's do this, let's do that. Yeah. That's, let's go to the pool. That's very true. And there was just like things that were constantly happening. So it wasn't like we needed to keep in touch. So I think we just lost touch in that way. The difference being when I would come back, either you were spending all of your time with your inner energy with your boyfriend, or when you weren't with him and you were with us or me, you were texting him or thinking about him or talking about him. And it was just like, Okay, let's be present. And it was just a lot of not present. And it came across as like you had gotten so much in your head of like having just the ideal social media boyfriend because he was he posed for the pictures (laughs) the dog posed for the pictures like he fit it perfectly then I think you got lost and I just stopped trying because when I didn't text you didn't
0: okay that's fair and I appreciate I like value your answer with that too because from my perspective um the college part yes but I think when I started dating my ex you were a junior or a senior And I feel like we had, like, established long-distance friendship pretty well throughout your years Mm -hmm. of college. So I knew that, like, it's – like, I never worried when we didn't talk for weeks because whenever you came back home, I knew we'd pick up right where we left off. Right where we left off. Yeah. And then uh, once I started dating my ex, though, I totally agree. I did get swept away, and I was constantly texting him and calling and hanging out and probably putting him first a lot of times, which – I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast episode that will be up by now, but I talk a little bit about codependency and how he and I were like super clingy and part of like why we stopped dating was because I was no longer that clingy or like dependent as he was. But yeah, I totally see how in the beginning I was definitely more clingy with him. Like even when I went on vacation in California and I stayed with a YouTube friend, he got mad at me because I wasn't texting him back and I was like posting on social media but not responding or calling him and it's like dude I'm literally on vacation with someone I haven't seen and he started a fight so I think there was also like a lot of things behind the scenes too where right okay that one night um at our mutual friend's house I think it was like a holiday wine night uh I like started crying because I was so afraid to ask my ex to go see you guys who were in town and I had like one night to see my high school friends and I knew like he might be upset because I was taking time away from like our date night. So it's just Mm -hmm. like a big, I remember that. Yeah. It was just like a big red flag looking back. Like you shouldn't have to have separate relationships like that. You should be able to like integrate your boyfriend with your friends. I feel like, but yeah.
1: And I think like just like the balance, because I think, Honestly, I think early on when you were just starting to date him, you were kind of like, Oh, I'm dating him. This is new. And, but you weren't clingy with him. You were just like, You needed your space still before you became much more like codependent on it. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And like, it's tough too because when you and other friends were away at college out of state, he really was the only person I had local, like in Minnesota. So he was, I always spent time with him. And then whenever you guys came home, um, it was almost in his head, like, whoa, we're not hanging out? Like, what's going on? Right.
1: But. Which honestly makes sense now that, like, I stop and think about it. But also, like, it was interesting because you didn't, it wasn't like that for everybody. Like, exactly. My best, 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 best friend since kindergarten, who's also a good friend of yours, like, he would talk about you. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, how do you know all these things? Like, I don't know any of these things. And, like, granted, I hadn't asked, but I kind of was just like, oh, she's not told me. I reached back out you did
0: and i'm so glad you did because honestly i don't know if i would have like been brave enough to do that like a year had gone by where we just kind of just drifted and lost touch right like we still liked each other's content on social media and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. one-on-one conversations and just hanging out we haven't done in a long time um right and i think it was after my ex and i broke up too where we Mm-hmm. hung out and then everything just kind of like came out and so in the youtube video that you and I made were like you said it's called confronting my ex-best Friend." so if you haven't seen it definitely go watch but um we talk about how you weren't the biggest fan of my ex-boyfriend no and I mean <laughs> I'm not either now that we talk about this <laughs> yeah yeah and did you ever tell me when I was dating him or is that something that you chose to kind of like keep to yourself?
1: No, I don't think I ever told you, which is honestly really funny because you did the same thing to me. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> like earlier, like my sophomore year of college, I was dating this guy who I'll talk about a little bit later, but he like, he came to visit in Minnesota and I like made him visit. Michaela and all of my friends and upon meeting him she Kayla, you literally told me after we broke up that when you met him you knew we weren't gonna last and you didn't tell me that in the moment you're like yeah but you were just so happy so what happens if he sucks I want people to tell me that he sucks but I just think it's funny because then I actually did the same thing to you and I just didn't tell you but not because (laughs) I didn't not want to tell you I just like just didn't tell you
0: right it's a lot harder, too, because you want your friend to be happy, and they seem right. so happy. And, like, who are you to come in there and, like, pop their balloon and be like, yeah, he sucks, break up with him.
1: hmm Exactly.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, over time, I feel like nature will take its course, and whatever ends up happening will happen. So you just kind I of agree. have to be patient with that. But, yeah, I'm just glad after – I got out of my past relationship that we were still able to pick up our friendship and actually, I mean, feel closer than we have been in the past. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So it's great. Friendships, friends over guys, always. (laughs) Friends over guys. I mean, a romantic relationship, it shouldn't have to be placed like above or below any other relationships in your life. Um, because as easy as it is in the beginning of a new relationship to feel like so excited and have that kind of like honeymoon phase. Um, so even if you feel like you want to blow off friends and spend more time with your new partner or boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, I just think it's important to remember like at the end of the day, if that relationship doesn't work out, like you're either going to have your friends there for you if you keep up with that re- Friendship, or you're going to be completely alone and like lose both your ex and your friends like in the process, right? So, and that's something I feel like I kind of had to learn the hard way through, yeah, my past relationship. But now I know, and I will try very hard not to make that mistake twice. I don't think you do. I don't think you have. Yeah, like, like in with my
1: experience with your current boyfriend.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're not like that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, thank you. I'm glad that you say that because I've tried a lot harder this time around to balance friendships and make sure that I'm kind of like splitting my time equally between those that I care about in my life. Um, And so far, it feels great. It feels healthy. It feels good.
1: (laughs) Good. Yeah. we want it to feel
0: good. (laughs) Right? And I mean, you too, because you and your boyfriend, are we saying his name on the podcast? Yeah, James actually okay. wants me to. <laughs> okay. Well, then shout out to you, James. But hey. <laughs> um, but you and James have been together for a couple years. And I think personally, you do a great job at balancing your relationship and friendships and even just like your work life and personal life. So I did want to ask you, like, how are you uh, able to like balance all of that while also having like a full-time job and everything else that you go through in life?
1: Um. Well, first off, I think, like, thank you for thinking that because I don't always think that at all. Like, I've had, there's been multiple times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I've spent all of my time with James or, oh, I haven't spent any time with James. Or like sometimes when I'm on a vacation, like I, we don't really talk, but it's not like a problem in like a, oh, I don't want to talk to him. I just don't feel like I have to be talking to him all of the time because I talk to him constantly I won't have anything to talk to him about when we're together um we won't have any there's nothing new there won't be a how was your day because you'll already know so I think one of the things I've learned is I want to spend time with my friends I love my family and I obviously need time to myself and I want to spend time with James I think what I've learned to do is just kind of plan my week starting on Sunday And building it up early so I know, like, oh, Monday, it's bachelor night. So
0: Yeah, it is. I'm not
1: free. (laughs) I'm sorry, (laughs) I'm not free. So I have that's time for friends, or it's time for family if my mom's deciding that she's also wants to watch The Bachelor. Um, I tend to take time to myself and then I plan days in with James. And I think that sometimes there's overlap with like my friends and him, but also same with his friends and me, just so that there's a good balance. But sometimes, obviously, I spend more time with him or I spend more time with my friends. And I think we have like a very open dialogue about that. If it seems like we're spending too much time together and we need more time with friends, we talk about it. And it's just having that open communication and setting the expectation of, hey, we need space, I think really helps.
0: Yeah, I agree. Communication is just so important. Yeah. Well, that's great. And I want to kind of talk more about your relationship with James and of course like your dating history and any like uh, juicy stories that you also have um, but I also want to take a quick break right now so stay tuned and we'll be right back in case you didn't know this podcast officially has merch if you like the breaking up podcast logo then you'll love the hoodies t-shirts phone cases, mugs, socks, like you name it, that we have available for purchase. I felt super inspired by my creation of the logo with the hand squeezing the heart that I wanted to make some collections of merchandise. So definitely check it out. I tried really hard to design something for everyone. So there are a lot of options, colors, sizes, styles. We have pastels. We have an after dark collection of just all black with white text and logo for more of a minimalistic or emo vibe, which I love. Some have the logo printed small and subtle, and other pieces have it in the middle. I just really tried to find something that anyone and everyone could enjoy. Definitely check it out and see it for yourself. You can shop the breaking up merchandise at teespringcom store michaela samontri or I know it's a lot easier to just click a link, so that will be in the podcast description as well. You can also find it on my YouTube channel as well, and even on the podcast's Instagram at breakingup underscore podcast in the description of that account. I have a coupon code for you listeners too. So if you use the code BREAKINGUP in all caps, you'll receive 15% off of your total purchase. This is another great way to show your support of the podcast. Even if you just give it a glance, I'd really appreciate it. So go check out my merch. This podcast wouldn't be made possible without listeners like you. And if you want to get more involved to help support the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash Michaela and click the support button. It only takes a couple seconds, but your donation can really help sustain the future of this podcast. So if you want to support the show and get more involved, consider becoming a listener supporter today. We're back from our break. Okay, so I want to jump kind of back into what we were talking about with your relationship with you and James. So how long have you and James been together?
1: Um, James and I have been dating since, I think it's June 18th of 2017, which, by the way, we were going to start dating on June 17th, which is your birthday, but he chickened out and didn't ask me.
0: Oh, James, come on. I know. Just It <laughs> just saved a
1: special day for you. That's very Because clouded. Cruel.
0: Yes. That was so he was, we'll you were both was looking out for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember exactly. that summer too, because you and I, that was like the most, at least for me, that I had ever gone out. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Oh, we went wild. Yeah. And I remember you started talking about James and how you guys were kind of chatting and he liked you, but you weren't sure if you wanted to date him yet. And you called him on the phone as we were driving to some like bar. And I remember this clearly because he couldn't tell our voices apart. So then I started to pretend that I was you. and
1: <laughs> I forgot about this.
0: Do you remember that now? Yes, vividly. Oh my God. That was so funny. And you weren't even dating yet. And I was like, good night. I love you. And he was like, Hadley, is this you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't. I forgot about that.
1: Yeah. Oh, good
0: times. <laughs>
1: great times yeah I completely forgot about that that was like pre me going abroad to Denmark in the summer because we left early June so we had like early May and then when I came back from school and then we had I went abroad and I came back and I was dating James
0: yes which you were
1: not what I was expecting to happen (laughs) I'm not mad about it obviously since we've been dating for two and a half plus years but not at all how I had thought Denmark was going to go. I kind of thought I was going to end up falling in love with some Danish boy who was blonde with blue eyes, who didn't speak a lick of English, but we just had a mutual physical connection and he could telepathically communicate. And that did not happen in the slightest bit. Shocker. I know. Because, you know, when you go to Denmark with a boy you kind of have a crush on, it's pretty hard to, like, branch out and not have a crush on him while you're trying to be cute and flirty with Danish boys. (laughs)
0: <laughs> how did he ask you? Like, Did you see it coming? Were you open to it? Or how did that kind of play out? So I think we would just
1: built a really solid friendship and we really got to know each other as people, which I think sometimes is a step that gets missed when you kind of go from just like a dating app. Mm-hmm. I don't think you actually ask the questions of like getting to know somebody as a friend, like you would ask like like James and I did so I got to know everything about his family and his high school life and like what he's interested in and just all very quickly and I think that really built a strong trust between him and I and just like a solid friendship bond and I'd always thought he was kind of cute I used to kind of hate him in sophomore year of high school but then he kind of forced his way in to be friends with me because I later year found
0: college. out yeah is that what I said you said high school, and I was like, whoa, college. you've known him that long? <laughs> no, sophomore year of, of college,
1: yep. Mm-hmm. He kind of forced his way in because he had always thought I was cute, and he wanted to get to know me, and the psychology department always talked about me, and he was like, who is this girl that they are always talking about? I need to meet her. And so then we became really good friends, and we kissed a little bit right before we went to Denmark, and I was like, we're not going to date. And he was like, okay, we won't date in Denmark. And then I couldn't go like a day without trying to hold his hand and, and like be sneaky with the rest of the group that we were with. And like I didn't want anyone else to know. And like 10 days in, we were at the zoo, which we had convinced our professor to take us to. And we were at the butterfly exhibit. He will tell this story different than I do. But okay. <laughs> it was Father's Day. We were sitting outside of the butterfly exhibit on a bench. We had gotten access to Wi-Fi and we had just called our parents to say happy Father's Day. And James said something to me like, ha-ha, wouldn't it be funny if we were dating? Because his mom had said something like, oh, are you dating? Like, mm-hmm. how's your relationship? Like, making a little joke. And he, like, hung off the phone and was like, ha-ha, wouldn't it have been funny if we were dating? And I was like, ha-ha, yeah, it would be funny. And he was like, why aren't you acting more surprised and excited? I'm I'm asking you to be my girlfriend. And clearly I'm just oblivious to – reading that kind of thing because I just thought it was like "Ah, a cute funny joke you're making there but no so that's how we started dating um which was (laughs) I mean I don't blame
0: you I wouldn't have caught that either I'd be like yeah so funny
1: (laughs) right exactly and he was like he claims that he just straight up was like I would just love if you were my girlfriend and I feel like I would have just picked up on that but mm-hmm. honestly, it could have just been time difference and my brain not working, and that could have been the story, and I remember it differently. But I think it's funny that we have different stories. But yeah. he's an Aries, and I'm a Pisces, and I'm a little more stubborn and uh,
0: <laughs> Well, hey, that was my, you you are for sure. Uh, I'm also stubborn. But that was my next question was, what is his zodiac sign? Because like you said earlier, I'm all about horoscopes and compatibility, and I'm actually not even sure – what your compatibility is between an Aries and a Pisces. Have you looked into that before?
1: No, because I'm scared to, because I feel like we're not supposed to be compatible. But I always will throw out that he's adopted, so maybe his birthday was messed up.
0: Oh, that is a very logical, like, (laughs) chance, I guess. Um, I like Aries. As a Gemini, I feel like I get along with them fairly well. My mom's an Aries, so that's, like, my only... experience um I get along well with my mom I get along with all Aries <laughs> therefore <laughs> although uh, Gemini's and Aries tend to fight a lot but you're a Pisces you're so chill you're just swimming in the stream you're a little fish <laughs> so, I am <laughs> yeah can I ask you if you guys fight a lot speaking of we have like it's really funny
1: my roommate Sarah like laughs about this because James and I get into little tiffs that are about literally nothing we don't fight about anything actually of substance. There's not been a single instance in which we've genuinely had a fight that has been a fight. If anything, we like have a little tiff and we're talking immediately afterwards. There's no like not talking. We're actually talking. We're like kissing. We're like laughing. We're joking around. We would like get in little arguments about things like, James showed up two minutes late and was supposed to make me breakfast in the morning. And I was annoyed because I was running late. So I didn't have time for him to make me breakfast anymore because he was running late. And then he got pissed because he showed up late, but he still wanted to make me breakfast. And like little things like that. Or I ordered a picture frame, but he also ordered the same picture frame. And so I'd put a picture of us in the picture frame, but he wanted to put a different picture of us. We get in, like weird not important, completely irrelevant, little, like, meh, 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 meh. Mm -hmm. And I think it's funny. I think it's healthy. Like, it's not – I don't ever walk away. We don't ever walk away, ever. We're always – we don't ever have to take a step back because it's never something that requires us to have to, like, take a step back. But I think if we actually had a fight that was serious, we haven't had one in two and a half years. But if we did ever, I think we would take the time Take a step back, but neither him nor I like going to bed or like leaving each other on a sour note because you never really know when the next time you're going to see that person is, and every moment is important. I'm grateful for that. That's not how it's always been for me, but I like that. That's the way that it is with James. I think college dating in college made it. We had a a couple actual like fights, not ones that lasted a long time, but I think we had much more solid arguments because we were spending so much time together because classes I was constantly doing work he was constantly doing work so we just happened to be doing work at the same time and there was college stresses that just affected mood and mentality and yeah. that naturally affected our relationship and i think us graduating made that better
0: yeah that's good i can imagine that dating in college can be so different than You know, being together post-grad, just with all the extra stresses of just being in school and living on campus or, you know, near campus and all of that. Yep. Do you guys have any, like, favorite memories from college together?
1: We used to play pool all of the time. And it was just, like, we had been studying all day. We were really stressed. Whatever, none of it mattered because we played pool. Like, that was our way. We would hit the ball as hard as we could. And it got all of our stresses out without us having to scream at each other. And I think some of my favorite memories are just pay- playing like fifteen games in a row, and like that was the only thing I did for fun that day.
0: That's so or sweet. like
1: going to coffee shops and studying all day, and then going for a hike afterward just to kind of get that physical exercise out.
0: Yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had no idea you were such a like pro pool
1: player. I haven't played in such a long time. We play like electric, like electronic pool sometimes to like bring back old times. And whenever James and I see a pool table at any bar, we always play. We always play.
0: Who usually wins?
1: I think it depends. Um, I got really good. I used to suck. Like, I used to really suck. Really, really suck. And he used to be always, like, mediocre to good. And I started getting really good because I would just, when he was busy and I was, like, not wanting to do work, I'd just play all of his frat brothers until I got good. And then I would play him. So I think he'll win a game and I'll win a game. I feel like it's pretty evenly matched, and I think that drunk or not, we're pro- it's pretty much the same. Nice, which makes it like not super competitive.
0: Yeah, that's good. It sounds like you two are a very good pair.
1: Thank you. I would like to think so.
0: Yeah. So I know we talked about the differences between dating when you guys were in school and post grad, and after you two graduated college, he moved to Minnesota with you and um, lived with you and your parents for a few months that first summer. What was that like transitioning to kind of like living together under your parents' roof? And was it a hard adjustment? Like were your parents supportive or like how did this shift your relationship overall?
1: So I think stepping back a bit, how James ended up moving to Minnesota was he wanted to get out of central Pennsylvania. And I think Over spring break, my senior year, I went to Hawaii with a girlfriend and he went to Minnesota and my parents were really nice and let him stay there. I think that was a good opportunity for them to kind of get to know that him and like who he was as a person, not with me. Like he obviously loves and cares about me and is dating me, but parents got to see a side of him that they hadn't really seen before. I think that really allowed them to get kind of closer. So when he ended up moving out here and he was able to have that conversation over spring break about moving here it was much more seamless in a, my parents being okay with it. Obviously he had his own room downstairs. He still snuck upstairs to sleep with me, but (laughs) I think at the beginning, that was really good. Um, But I think the problem with moving back in with your parents in general, but especially moving back in with your parents and having a boyfriend is you don't really get to fully be yourselves. Um, everything's a little bit more controlled. Like they're asking where you are at 11 PM. They're asking you to lock up. You can't just like lay on the couch and be goofy together. You can, but you always have eyes on you. You can't just, nothing's private. You can't have a little bit of a fight because your parents are going to, my parents knew about them or my mom would ask about it or my mom would ask a question, which would cause James and I to be like, wait, what? Cause they would just know because mm-hmm. we were, we, we. We're always there. So everything was restrictive, which made it kind of hard because our relationship was really in college in the senior year because it was so much work and a lot of hard classes. We were already restricted, so we have never really got that freedom, which I think did put a damper, not damper, strained our relationship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We weren't ever apart. We never got time to be alone, to like decompress or anything, which meant that like we were coming home and we were always seeing each other. We were leaving the house and we are always seeing each other. And there was just no time to like separate, which I think is essential. So I, yeah, I, I'm grateful he moved out first. He went into an apartment. Just my parents were like, he can't live here for forever, which true. I get (laughs) that. He lived there for like six months. He moved out in December of 2018. And yep, that's it. He, I think that allowed us to have more space and we got privacy and I got to be much more of myself because I wasn't just wondering, Hey, are my parents paying
0: attention? Um, which was good. That's good. And I feel like I already kind of know the answer to the next question, but now that you both live in your own apartments, you know, was your experience kind of living together under your, like in your parents' house and that whole experience is that kind of reason as to why you two chose to live separately because people could argue and yeah like say it would be like easier or cheaper just to move in together but I remember talking a lot about this like with you about why you wanted to choose to live on your own first
1: right so I think one of the things that I'd always known is that I wanted to like have my own space and live by myself and I'd always wanted to move out of my parents house I just didn't have the job or the finances to do so right away Mm -hmm. And so I really wanted to have that independence. We'd not had our own space for forever. We never actually had because he, we were both in college. So we have communal spaces where not everything's run by a school. It's not ours. Nothing was really truly my own. And I went from college to my parents' house. So I think it was really important for personal growth and like for our relationship growth to have our own space. So that we could have much more of a balance so that we could set that balance and not have it be dictated for us. Um, so I think that's really one of the main reasons that we didn't live together right away and because he got a job and moved out and I didn't.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Um, and I also agree with you because I think I'm the same way where like I really need my own space and to balance that before just like completely being together all the time. Um but speaking of, do you guys have any plans on moving in together soon? So
1: lease, his lease is up. He's currently on a month to month. And my roommate, she's super smart and a med student. She is getting this amazing fellowship opportunity to take a gap year between her third and fourth year and of med school. So when the lease is up, I think James is going to move in here, given I don't get another job and move to a different city. Um, but I think that's the plan because I think we've had time apart. Um, we've obviously planned on being in each other's future. That's something that we talk about not in like a t- timeline sense of like, oh, these are all the steps we're going to take and these are the years that it's going to take to do those things. Um, but I think it's just the next step like it makes
0: sense. Yeah. And that's exciting
1: yes it is Um, i'm
0: excited yeah that's great um speaking of like the next steps and stuff do you guys ever talk about like marriage specifically or kids down the road or anything like that yeah we do but not in like a like i said timeline sense i think what's dog is first dog is
1: first what kind of dog we have some disagreements on that part too but uh i'll win on that one
0: Well, I'm excited for the dog whenever that happens. But, okay, I wanted to transition a little bit since we have been talking a lot about our relationship history and James. But I want to talk kind of about your dating history a little bit. So what was your dating history like before meeting your boyfriend, James?
1: Um, So I think prior to James, I'd only ever had, like, one actually official boyfriend but I had a, a bunch of either, like, consistent hookup slash situationships um, and flings and, like, yeah. friendships with extra romance in them um, that I've had breakups. And I think bad breakup-wise, I would say one of my, like, not real but real relationships in high school, I had this thing with this guy who was a musician who kind of got me into music. and. It was a lot of firsts for me and a lot of like self-discovery for me. And I think it ended and I didn't see it coming. And I was just like in so much shock. I was super broken up about it. And like emotionally, it was just I'd never felt that before. But then breakup wise, actually, like with my ex, he was a surfer boy, which attracted a certain side of me to him. And he was just not the typical Bucknell guy. So I didn't really think about it. Yeah. and I really appreciated that side of him. So we were dating like nine months or ten months. It was like the day of like our month anniversary, and I could tell something was weird. I could tell like I knew something was going on. He'd like been kind of distant. I was doing research at the school over the summer. He was in California, like riding the waves and being a surfer dude. <laughs> And I just, I could tell something was going on. So we Skyped and he broke up with me. And I was like crying about it leading up to him Skyping me because I just knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But after it actually happened, I didn't cry. And I think that was really telling to me and very eye opening about the fact that like it was the idea of him that was more important to me than him. And it kind of helped me really realize like what I need in somebody. Like I needed somebody who was good at communication. Like, yeah, if he was a surfer guy, that'd be great. That'd be amazing. But that's an un, like, that's like an ideal if I had lived in a fantasy world situation that I had put in my head. um, So I think that was a good self-discovery moment for me.
0: Yeah. My mom and I were just recently talking about how, you know, it's important to kind of date a lot of different people so that through the process you learn what you need in a partner and what you like and what you dislike. So it sounds like you learned a lot through that first real relationship with that guy. And then when – so I don't know if specifically if I'm going to be asking like about the kind of like first heartbreak in high school or with your first kind of ex-boyfriend for real. But when you were going through those hard breakups and like heartbreaks, do you remember anything helping you during that hard time?
1: Um, I think just realizing that I was important. And that I had things that I liked about myself and that I loved about myself and that I appreciated in myself that I hadn't really noticed before until I had left them out all in the open. So I think really knowing what you're worth and like knowing that you matter and not letting somebody take that away from you um, is important. It's important to know what you want. I think one of my mom's friends had always told her, and my mom passed it along to me Like before you finally settle on somebody that you want to marry and you want to be with, with the rest of your life, date and, or kiss, kiss. If you're like older, you don't really kiss until you go on a couple dates, but like think about it in like that sense, 20 or more people to kind of know based on trying it out what you like and what you don't like so that you're able to help make informed decisions for your future and what's best for you after that. So I think that was, that's what I would give as advice.
0: Yeah, that's really what helped me get through it. Yeah, that's good. I know you mentioned that you had like a lot of flings and like things in between those relationships. Were you ever the person to end those? Like, are you the one to ever break up with someone or do you feel? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm typically like, okay, I'm done with this. This isn't going to go anywhere for me. Um, I mean, I've had plenty of mutual endings. I've had plenty of like them ending it, but I've also had plenty of me being like, eh, I don't think so. I think we're done now.
0: That's good. I feel like I really struggle with that. Even if in my head, I like reach that point. It's hard for me to gain enough courage to like tell that person. But then again, you are very direct, which is a good thing. So
1: (laughs) yeah, for real. (laughs) All
0: right. So switching gears a little bit, I want to backtrack before breakups and talk more about dating. So in your words, what would be your like ideal perfect date?
1: Um, I think – okay, so there's two directions that I would go. Mm -hmm. Um, It would either be like wake up in the morning and like have coffee somewhere or like sit out on a deck somewhere and have coffee and then we'd have sushi for dinner, we'd play mini golf, go swimming and then we'd finish it off with like sunset walk on the beach or standing on a pier overlooking the water and watching the moon reflect over it. Or riding on a Ferris wheel.
0: Oh my god, that sounds like my perfect date! Wow. It,
1: it thinking about all of like I've had a lot of little of those components, never all together. Mm-hmm. And I think if I strung all of my favorite parts of dates together, that would be it.
0: Yeah. Wow. That sounds perfect. <laughs> um. Okay. So uh, thinking back on dates that you've been on now, and like maybe some of them are components of what you just talked about, but do you have any good date stories that you'd want to share?
1: Um, I think my favorite date ever was when I was just starting to date James. We call it our Denmark day date. Um, we laid in – we had one day in Denmark when we were abroad in Copenhagen in which we didn't have an agenda at all. We just had a date that we were supposed to journal all day, but James and I just didn't. We were kind of just like, let's take a day to ourselves. So we laid in bed and we talked until like 3 p.m. And we were just laying there chatting and talking. And it wasn't until 3 that we were like, holy crap, we're starving. Like, we need to eat. So, we went downstairs and we went to this little tiny diner. which is just right across from the little apartment that we were staying in. And we sat there and we literally ordered pretty much everything on the menu. We just wanted to try everything. And it was like, we didn't care if it cost a lot of money. This was an experience we were never going to forget. Mm-hmm. So, we ended up ordering like regular bacon and thick cut bacon and eggs four different ways and French fries and all these potatoes and veggies. And it was just perfect. It was like a very perfect, relaxed, chill date. But then like on the flip side of that, which I mean, I love relaxed, chill dates. If you don't have to put in any effort and it's just coming naturally and you don't have to move and you're able to just sit there and talk with somebody, I think that those are some of the best moments.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then I
1: think one of my other favorite dates is James and I used to, and we still do, we just go to coffee shops and we try new coffee places or we try new restaurants. And that's just like, it's we plan it and it's just very exciting. It's enticing. And then we come back and we talk about it. Like, what do we think about it? Would we go back? Should we get something else next time we go? And I think that that's really cool. I love that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is cool. Cause you're trying something new. So there is that level of, you know, excitement there. Right. Okay. So just to kind of like wrap up this episode, now that we've gone back and talked about like everything that you went through your dating history, some breakups and your relationship with James Knowing everything that you know now, is there anything that you wish you, like, would have done differently or anything that you'd want to tell your younger self in terms of dating and breakups? I think my ex I would have cut short.
1: Really? Earlier. Because I think I, one, don't don't hook up with your ex after he's your ex. Mm-mm don't do it i made that mistake i wasn't upset about breaking up with him or like being broken up with and then we saw each other in college and everything was fine when school started again and then i hooked up with him and i shouldn't have done that because then that emotionally messed with me so my advice would be don't do that do not do that Mm -mm. that fucks everybody up um yes and i think don't i think i'd be more like confident in myself. Not that I'm not, but I think sometimes in a relationship, I let others lead and not always let myself lead. For me, I think it's okay to be led as long as I don't let go of myself, but sometimes I think I've lost myself.
0: That's really good like advice. Thanks. Um, Yeah. And I always ask my guests what their biggest advice for someone going through a breakup would be. Uh, so would you say, like, or I guess, is there anything else besides not hooking up with your ex? <laughs> That you'd give someone
1: take time for yourself take it everyone needs it you're not fine and it's okay to not be mm-hmm. fine but don't let yourself get totally consumed by the fact that somebody else broke your heart because only you're in charge of if your heart gets broken
0: that's very good advice so well spoken <laughs> you're welcome well thank you so much for being on my podcast I had a ton thank of fun thank you for fun. having me. This was yeah, so fun it's so crazy that I'm still like, we're sharing stories that we don't know about each other, even though I've known you for so long. (laughs) Loved Um, every moment. Me too. Hadley and I, we have a handful of videos together up on my YouTube channel. So if you want to see more and if you really dig back on my vlog channel, we have a lot of vlogs together, but you can definitely check out those videos. I recommend the one that we posted on my main channel called Confronting My Ex Best Friend because it's our most recent video together. Other than New Year's. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. She's also my New Year's vlog, of course. But I think that's everything I have to say. So thank you again. Do you have any last words?
1: No, this was really fun. I loved it.
0: Yeah. I'll definitely have to have you back on again sometime. I'll see you next week for The Bachelor since Hadley and I go hard on Monday nights. <laughs> oh, it's not a joke. We don't no. mess around.
1: No, we are have serious.
0: Drinking yes. serious. Drinking games
1: are serious. The Bachelor is a oh, serious yeah. game.
0: It really is. So I'll see you next Monday for The Bachelor. Okay. And I'll see you listeners next week with a new episode. But until then, have a great rest of your week and we'll talk then. If you want to get involved, have feedback, or perhaps your own story you'd like to share, please email me at Michaela at gmail.com or you can reach out to any of my social media and send me a DM. I'm always looking for future guests, so if you want to save your story for an episode to guest star on, Be sure to mention that in your message as well. Don't forget to leave five stars, subscribe, and have a nice day.